Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Joe Biden hurt worst because Southwest Airlines, American Airlines, and Delta Airlines will not require employees to get vaccinated. But United Airlines was saying you have to be vaccinated. Well, now how does that work in the airline industry? Because aren't these guys governed by the same unions? A pilot's union is a pilot's union. A flight attendant union, it's it's not like it's different for United and Southwest, is it? There's no way. They may work for different airlines, but there's no way it's a different union. I'd be surprised by that. But I can be proven wrong. I mean, we've talked about vaccine mandates. I've got more to talk about about vaccine mandates and the despicableness of, of Dr. Anthony Fauci and vaccine mandates. I mean, I don't honestly know if I can play this uh, enough. I don't know if I can play enough Dr. Fauci pushing for teachers to be vaccinated by force. Major surge now as we're going into the fall, into the school season. This is very serious business. You would wish that people would see why it's so important to get vaccinated. But you're not going to get mandates centrally from the federal government. But when you're talking about local mandates, mandates for schools, for teachers, for universities, for colleges, I'm sorry. I I mean, I know people must like to have their individual freedom and not be told to do something. But I think we're in such a serious situation now that under certain circumstances, mandates should be done. Pure evil. And why you should not listen to him at all and in any way. No one should listen to Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's willing to throw out the Constitution for uh, for fear. And this is that post-Americanism that I'm talking about. The, the, I, the people who have been like, we should force vaccines and employers should force vaccines and yeah. And then all of a sudden they got pushed back and now they're like, uh, blah, 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 blah. don't you know you're bad people? I saw this happen uh, in the, the, the local newspaper. Local newspaper in Indianapolis, and their their opinion guys like, yeah, we should employers should force mandates. You don't know you're awful. I mean, I, I, I didn't agree with all the opinions before, but whatever. I thought it was at least somewhat of a decent person. No, no, no. Turns out not. If you believe in force, see, here's the problem. Did I say hello? Did I introduce myself, Tony Katz? Hi, how are you, Tony Katz? Today. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, I sometimes forget because I'm so into it. I get that what I'm supposed to do is be able to talk about these things and people disagree and then we have a lovely chat and, well, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> I can't do it. If you favor mandating Americans to get vaccinated, I can't pretend that you're a good person. I can't do it. You see, if I thought people should get vaccinated and you thought people shouldn't get vaccinated, we had a debate over that, okay. And people could then do what they wanted to do. They could take the, 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 the data, the conversation, and make their own decision. I'm totally down with that. How do you expect me to sit in a room with somebody who believes that people should be forced and not say, wow, you're a scumbag? I don't know how I do that. I, uh, maybe that means I'll never be a politician or maybe that means I would be the greatest candidate and 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 whatever of all time i don't know 
But I often get asked this about about people uh, where I do interviews and and, and political candidates and people in office. I don't think they like me. Uh, They're not a fan of mine. Why don't people come on on this show? Although many people do. uh, Not a fan of mine. Uh, They don't like it. It's too hard of an interview. How many times has producer Ari tried to get somebody on the show and like, oh, no, we'll pass. Oh, we can't do that. Shows Now, sometimes you'll see people on a national level say, oh, oh that show's not big enough. Well, <laughs> F those people. I don't need those people in my life anyway. F these people. But when you see people who, you know, represent you and they go, oh, no, can't do that. Well, what am I supposed to do? Act like everything's hunky-dory? I don't think you have to be mean. I don't think you have to be nasty. I'm not interested in gotcha. But I disagree about something. Let's, let's discuss it. How am I supposed to sit idly by with somebody who says, uh, uh, yeah, you should, you should force vaccines on people? You should, yeah, that, that's smart and that's good. How could I sit idly by this story out of Atlanta? This story out of Atlanta is so radical and insane, except it is everything they told you they were. This is the story of a mom sending her little boy chick to school. But there's a teacher at the elementary school. Elementary school. I say elementary school. Who uh, the, the mom wanted the, the, the child to have. So went to the school and said, hey, I would like my child to have such and such a teacher. I guess you, you have people you like or people you know. Uh, oh, they, they, they taught my, my eldest. Oh, I thought, they, I thought the world of them. I love them so much. Oh, I got to have them. Got to have them for my little boy. So goes to the school, the, the Mary Lynn Elementary School, and says, I want this teacher. Sorry, we can't do that. Oh, why not? Well, you see, uh, your, your child is black, and that teacher's white, and we're putting uh, black children in one classroom and white children in another classroom. Now you, as a human being... If I told you the school was putting all the white kids in these classes and all the black kids in these classes. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? You would sound the alarms and say, what in the world is going on here? You would say to yourself, OMG, are you kidding me right now? And say absolutely not. Segregation? You're actively segregating? Well, yes, they are. The principal is actively segregating. The black students in two different classrooms with two different teachers, the white students into six classrooms with six different teachers. Now, if you look at certain studies and the people over at ed choice ed choice.org uh, uh fantastic fantastic group fantastic organization they're able to share data that shows that kids who are exposed to teachers of different colors uh they they do better and the the concept is cer- certainly a sociological one that when you see what it, p- kids see this, like, okay, that's what is. That's what's possible. And there are certain levels of acceptance. I actually think there's something fascinating about that. I would love to, to see more of those studies and see how they line up with possibly other things and, 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 and further check on, on, on validity. It's fascinating. 
That's a far cry from black kids with black teacher, white kids with white teacher. But oddly enough, it is exactly what comes from anti-racism. Remember that anti-racism is racism. And I think it was described by Charles C.W. Cook over at National Review, or at least I'll give him the credit for it. When you take the ideas of Ibram Kendi, this bigot, and you apply them, it is by definition racism that you're applying. If you had a situation in a city where a mayor was applying the law uh, in, in a way that was disadvantageous towards black people, but crime went down, therefore benefiting other black people. If it provides a benefit, is Ibram Kendi okay with the improper application of the law? That is a conversation that will make you drink heavily. But it's fascinating. Because now you're digging into the anti-racism of Ibram Kendi. And by the way, Ibram Kendi's anti-racism says you fight discrimination with discrimination and you fight future discrimination with discrimination. Of course it's racism. Of course it's bigotry. He is beginning to end based on discrimination. On his podcast, as reported by Campus Reform, he told his podcast listeners that the United States is a slave-holding republic. And he likened the freedom to enslave to those Americans today who want to end COVID-19 restrictions. Let me share with you what he said. When the right, meaning the political right, started pushing for the right and the freedom to open back up, I ended up writing this piece in The Atlantic that basically argued that we're still in a slaveholder's republic. It was He said this... Uh, uh, in, uh, in July, uh, in an episode titled Prison and Police Abolition, Finding True Safety. Yeah, he's one of these guys who wants to blow up the police, it would seem. And then he continued, and what I argued is that the slaveholder, the individual, wanted the freedom to enslave. There's no difference between that and the individual saying, I should have the freedom to infect people, I should have the freedom to kill and exploit and harass and terrorize. Well, nobody is saying such a thing. His argument is, if you want to not get vaccinated, you're a murderer. So we, the good and decent people, should force you to get vaccinated. His position states that you having a choice is more damning than him deciding for you what will be injected into your body. And he thinks he's moral and decent. We oppose the concept of segregation, but if you come to the place where whiteness is evil, you don't want to expose black children to whiteness, so you don't expose them to whiteness or white people, determining that all white people are guilty because of the color of their skin. If you listen to Ibram Kendi, you will have to accept the fact that the individual doesn't exist. It is stripped away from them, leaving only the color of their skin, and therefore the guilt by association of that, even if you did nothing wrong, because as an individual, it doesn't matter. You are only a group, and that group is oppressed or oppressor. You shouldn't have choices to what you put into your body. You shouldn't have choices on whether or not you take the vaccine or don't. 
If you don't do what we say, you are a murderer. So it's better that we force you to take a vaccine than you make a choice for yourself. That's bigotry. That's all it is. That is just bigotry. No more and no less. It is the backwards thinking of what happens when pseudo-intellectuals are allowed to move forward with their most radical ideas. Anti-racism is a radical idea that teaches hate and makes a backwards thought in America. Segregation? As the good? No. Sure, knock yourselves out. But it isn't actually what we want. You have black men and black women in America returning to separate but equal. But that's not true now, is it? That's the problem. It keeps getting said as black men and black women and black people. That's never it. It is progressive men and progressive women that want separate but equal. It is never about the color of skin. It is about ideology. They use skin color as a way to engage the division. But it is always about ideology. It's never about race. That's why you have segregation in the schools in Atlanta. And that's why you have Ibram Kendi telling you he should be allowed to force a vaccine on you. I'm Tony Katz. Robin is bisexual. I, I, look, it's 2021. These are the things you say on radio. What do you want from me? Tony Katz. <laughs> Tony Katz today. Tim Drake, cartoonist. He's uh, got the new uh, Batman comics happening. And in the comics, Robin is bisexual. Okay. Sure. Whatever makes you happy. Does it help the character? Does it make the comic better? I got to tell you, for all the times Batman, let's say we're talking about Adam West Batman, was about to have some tryst. It's, it's never the parts I remember. I remember Bam. Biff and Oof. Big on Oof. Oh, I love the Oof. I don't think... I, I don't think the, 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 the sexuality part matters. The problem is it matters so much to such a small group of people who won't leave others alone. Remember, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Why weren't they having a, 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 a gay relationship? People got angry. You mean they can't just be friends? It has to be it has to be a gay relationship. Not why isn't there a character that is I mean, if you take a look at the odds, somebody may be gay, right? You 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 you, you can go over percentages in a nation and say, well, look, look, this is possible. But now you you're demanding the relationship. 
you're you you want something and why doesn't everybody else want it exactly the way you want it that's weird stuff so let me ask you uh there producer Ari you does this change uh how they do the movies because I haven't even seen Robin in any of the movies I mean you I I don't think it changes him at all like I wouldn't be able to when I see someone on the street it's not like I can tell if they're bisexual or not so I don't think it would matter if I was watching a movie for all I George Clooney has said he played Batman as a gay man when he played Batman so I I, I, wait 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 what you never heard George Clooney when he played Batman in Batman Forever I think it was said he played Batman as a gay man which like I've seen that movie and I that's not the vibe I got but how okay. how what wh- what would that be like what did he do differently i don't know it's it was a weird thing for him to say and i don't i don't know that's the one where batman had nipples on his costume which was pretty weird but uh that was the director's choice but yeah i i don't know i don't think it makes a difference batman had nipples on his costume it was a really bad movie i don't remember it it's that's for the best. i certainly don't remember the nipples it's for the best it's <laughs> yes he had nipples. i don't remember the nipples i'll yeah. take your word for it I will gladly take your word for it. Uh, I, I I didn't know he did that. It, the, see, it's the the the. I think the wrong argument, or the argument that I don't get down with, is oh, they shouldn't do this. I actually don't think you care that they do it. Nope. I'm willing to bet you all the dollars in my pocket versus all the dollars in your pocket, to quote West Wing, that you don't care. What you don't want is that to be the story. If it somehow can add to the story, fine. But the story is, look at these superheroes blowing crap up and saving humanity. That's the story. In the end, that's the story. Now, I think comic book purists would say, Tony, the, the, the characters themselves and the things that they go through is a huge part of it. Maybe that's true in comic book but I don't think that's true in movie. It's like Dumbledore in uh, Harry Potter. Where they just Was Dumbledore re- gay? Yeah, so after all the books came out, J.K. Rowling comes out and says, by the way, Dumbledore was gay. And we're like, oh, oh, oh okay, that, like, that di- he, what, so what? Like, that didn't affect his character in the books. Like, why would you just mention that now? Yeah, it didn't. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have have known it. I just would have thought, you know, for a gay man, he had terrible fashion sense. What are you talking about? He dressed like a pimp. By the way, it doesn't matter what we said right there. We're both going to get emails. You know it's coming. Uh, e- email Ari at uh, um, uh, at TonyCats.com because that way I'll get them first and I'll decide what to send his way. This is Tony Katz today. Did you hear the story that Jen Psaki doesn't like it when she's referred to as nice? She thinks it's sexist if you call her nice. That is... That is so nice. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. People are just nuts and she's one of those people. To live that life. Where someone says, she's a nice person. They're remarking about whether or not they think you're decent. They're not talking about your policies. They're not talking about whether or not you're good at your job or anything else like that. It, 
They said you're nice. Now, I guess nice can be used as a pejorative. So, so what would you think of Susan? She's nice. Right? That's the way of saying, um, you know, all right, I'll sleep with her once, but I'm not going to marry the woman. Every guy in America may have said something like that. Oh, ladies, I'm not leaving you out. What do you think of Ari? He's nice. He's nice is, uh, yeah, I can do better. Is that what it means? <laughs> Sorry, Ari. I, I didn't mean to. Burst my bubble. <laughs> I, I didn't mean for it to come out this way. Well, but lo and behold, better, here we are. Better I learn now than later. To find so many, remind me to get into the conversation of, uh, uh, I was discussing some Yiddish this morning on the morning show. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get into that. But nice, she's she's opposed to being called nice. Uh, well, I, I, at least you know I can't say she's good at her job because she's not. There is, however, a teacher, a fifth grade teacher, as reported by Justine Murray. Um, she does work with campus reform. I know not. I know nothing of her. I happen to like campus reform. And campus reform uh, is sharing this story about this teacher. Now, just like many other groups, there are stories of people speaking to their school boards, getting loud with their school boards, not accepting the bigotry of their school boards, whether critical race theory or the unscientific approach uh, to masks. And this was Justine Murray speaking outside of a school board meeting where people were told, oh, you're not allowed in. Oh, we have too many people inside. So you wait outside in a thunderstorm. We're here at the Loudoun County School Board District yeah. meeting, and you guys are um, all yes, out here you're waiting you're in the rain to speak. And they won't let you in. How do you feel about that? Well, the fact that we were supposed to be staying outside because of COVID reasons, but then it was going to rain and there was going to be lightning, they said, please go back to your cars or go home. And we said, this is our freedom of speech and we'd like to still come back in. And you can let us in because we pay for this. This is a public building and our taxpayer dollars, we all pay for this. They shouldn't let us in. But instead, we're worried about the perception of if we bring them in because of COVID versus maybe actually thinking logically and saying, wow, these kids, people could have gotten electrocuted or rained. School boards really do have an issue with power, and, and they can't believe that parents are questioning them. They can't believe parents are interested. The school board was where you went, and you did that for a couple of years, and you got to run for other office. Now you're, you're actually being forced, to, you're, you're being forced to answer questions about your job? They can't believe it. They cannot believe it. And yes, all these school buildings are taxpayer dollars, and no, the school board doesn't get to say you can't come in. Now, there could be an allotment of people in terms of fire code. Oh, we're going to limit because of COVID. Liars! Everybody sees it. But this brings us to a teacher. Now, I said this happened in Loudoun County. So a lot of people consider Loudoun County, Virginia, Northern Virginia is the ground zero. And I would agree with that, except the truth is it's happening everywhere. It's not somehow worse in Loudoun County. I just think they've been the loudest of it. So even on Twitter, I agreed with somebody I came back with. Actually, this is happening everywhere. So it's not the ground zero of the thing. 
they've just been very loud about what it is that school boards have been doing and parents pushing back. And of course, the parents are called racist when they push back. And anybody who calls you a racist for standing up for your child, that's the enemy. Oh, I don't care about the color of their skin. No, 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 no. Someone who's black who decides you're a racist for standing up for your children, dismiss that person. Laugh in their face. They're bad people. It's just the easy way out. Oh, you don't like critical race theory because you're a racist. Yeah? Go to hell. That's the answer. There is no other answer. Do you really think that somebody has some kind of uh, superior knowledge, secret knowledge, we would call it, because of the color of their skin? I put forth to you no. I put forth to you that just because someone is black doesn't mean they know more about critical race theory than I do. I've been studying. Doesn't mean they know more about education than I do. Doesn't mean they know more about anti-racism than I do. Oh, no, 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 no. Color of skin does not denote intellect in any way, shape, or form going in any which direction. The people who believe that the color of their skin denotes a superior intellect are, by the dictionary definition... Racists. By the dictionary definition, they believe that other people are inferior because of the color of their skin. How else could it possibly be described? The idea of power. Now, sometimes racism is described as a power structure conversation. But if you're telling people they can't even speak because of the color of their skin, they can't have an opinion because of the color of their skin, and if they are to voice an opinion, it just proves that they're fragile. Oh, oh, oh that's the best one. Does anyone, uh, calling someone fragile, I assume, is the equivalent of okay, boomer. When you first hear it, you're like, what the hell? And then after a couple times, you're like, yeah, you sound like a lunatic. Kiss off. And then you go about protecting your children or your neighborhood or society or the ability to think think, uh, freely and to speak freely. This brings us to this teacher. Laura Leanne, I believe, is how she pronounces her name, and she spoke in front of the school board where she is a teacher. I have a privilege to follow my amazing fourth graders up to fifth, and I have been excited about this all summer. On the other hand, this summer I have struggled with the idea of returning to school, knowing that I'll be working yet again with the school division that, despite its shiny tech and flashy salary, promotes political ideologies that do not square with who I am as a believer in Christ. Oh, it's about to go down. You may have flashy technology, but the the theories that you espouse do not jive with my belief in Jesus. Oh, it's about to go down. After reading about your lack of consideration for the growing population of concerned citizens in this division, clearly evidenced by this empty room tonight where you shut the doors to the public as well as the emails sent by the superintendent last year reminding me that a dissenting opinion is not allowed even to be spoken in my personal life going so far as to send a form to my colleagues and i encouraging us to fill it out if we hear one another speaking against the controversial policy being promoted by this school board and adopted in this county now i want to know if that's happening somewhere else are teachers being told if you hear another teacher talking bad about critical race theory be sure to let us know about it won't you we wouldn't want to have those kinds of people in our school would we
Oh, you're not those kinds of people. But you and me, we're, we're family. We can't have that, so if we work together, we can make sure that that doesn't end up here. Wouldn't that be nice? So listen, you hear anything. You see anything. You hear it, you see it, you see it, you hear it. It comes through your eyes, comes in through those ear holes. You just let me know, right? You let me take care of it. No, no, no. All you got to do is tell me. Eyes and ears, that's what you are. Eyes and ears. You tell me. We'll take care of it. No, no. We'll keep this school nice and safe from, from them. I have not heard about that. But I want to know if it's happening. I want to know if it's happening immediately. This fifth grade teacher is not done. Not only that, but within the last year, I was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white, Christian, able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that, quote, this has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. So since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, And then they cut her off. Just got up and said, I'm done. Go send your kid to private school. Now, I have been someone who has argued that you should fight. And I get, I don't have to be told uh, the, the John Galt theory of this, that you have to accept reality. I do accept reality. I question, however, whether that reality has involved a proper pushback against school boards. What is the reality? The reality is that these people who run education aren't interested in education. They're interested in indoctrination. And they're bad people. School board members, not, in, uh, not all, but way too many. Administrators, not all, but way too many. Teachers, not all, but way too many. Union heads, all. They're bad people who have allowed their ideology to supplant their humanity and believe in a radicalness that is not good for our children. And the only way to do that is to step away. I don't want to hear about the law that says you have to send your kids to school. I'm not sending them to you. You can't educate my kid if your life depended on it. Now, what's funny is I will tell you that in in where I live, I don't believe that. I believe that my kids have been doing excellent. And as they, they get ready to start a, a new year, I'm curious to see how it goes, but we have seen very, very little, very little in, in the way of, of wokeness. Other people, they, they see different things. I keep an eye on this like it's my job. Well, uh, it's, never mind the radio stuff. As a parent, it's all our jobs. But if the school wants to act the fool... If the school wants to be woke and they, and they don't want to teach my children, but they want to indoctrinate my children, well, they can't have my kids. It's funny how these school boards, just like they're seeing people show up to meetings and oh, they don't like being yelled at and everything else. Oh, how dare you speak out of turn? And oh my gosh, we can't allow all of you in. Oh, it's so dangerous. They they don't understand parents at, at, at all because what they've been used to is, of course, parents just sending their kids to school and saying, thank you, school, appreciate you. 
And now parents are like, what in the world is happening? Parents being invested in their kids' education, and, and, and it's new for some parents as well. What the school board is learning and what, what these, these, these woke folk are learning is that, you see, you thought you were the only people who were willing to fight. Do you have any idea what a parent will do? Do you have any idea what a mom will do when they think their child's in trouble? You know those stories about how those moms get super strength and they lift the car off the kid when there's an accident? Well, imagine how much strength they have to utilize when there's no car. They're totally unafraid. The moms, the dads, no fear. It is now or never. You've got teachers. This girl, if this girl is 20, if 25 years old, I'd be shocked. She's a child. And she was willing to say, I worked this hard. I wanted to do this. It clearly mattered to me. And you people are awful. And I won't play in your games. I won't be a part of hating children. And she said, I quit. Do you know how tough that must be? She's... She's not a parent. I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts she's not a parent. If she's willing to quit as a teacher, you know what the parents are willing to do? My goodness gracious. School boards can't believe this. And and uh, teachers unions can't believe this. And this is why they continue to push the idea of fear incorporated and try and find more ways for you uh, to be afraid, uh, ways uh, for you uh, to to do what you are told by them as if they know best. It's why when you question critical race theory, they threaten you and they threaten your children and they call you racist and they target your business, which they have done. Private schools and public schools, they target parents and threaten their businesses because they're bully thugs. They're awful, terrible people who couldn't teach goodness and decency if their lives depended on it. And that's why we're taking them out of the system. Good on this teacher. Good on these parents. It's excellent, excellent stuff. I'm Tony Katz. So the ratings are in. I mean, not mine, although I think mine might be in, and we're doing fantastic because of you. Greatly appreciated, guys. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. These are the cable news rankings. Top show, uh, was it this week? Yeah, um, that was the five over there at Fox News. The five was the top show, beating out Tucker Carlson tonight, which was the second top show. So the five had 2.497 million viewers, and Tucker Carlson tonight had 2.46 million Followed by Hannity over at Fox News with 1.979 million. Followed by Brett Baer on Special Report with 1.725 million. He's on Fox News. Followed by the Ingram Angle with 1.6 million viewers. Uh, That's uh, Fox News. Followed by uh, Fox News Primetime, which doesn't even have a host. They've got a rotating series of hosts. 1.48 1.48 million, followed by Rachel Maddow. Ooh, cracking uh, the, the code there. And then followed by Gutfeld. Wait, the, so, fi- the five was the most? The five was the most. It air- You're telling me that beat primetime? The five yep. that airs at 5 p.m. beat primetime. The five beat primetime. That is, yep. wow, that's weird. And then Gutfeld, who's on at 11 p.m. doing a late night show, 1.376 million. And then you got to go down to number 16 
before you get to Anderson Cooper at 630,000. So if you want to know, Gutfeld at 11 p.m. doubles the audience of Anderson Cooper at 8 p.m. Cuomo at 9 p.m., 621,000. Aaron Burnett, 617,000. Jake Tapper, that jerk, with 589,000. Don Lemon uh, in the 10 p.m. hour at 558,000. And then uh, here's a Wolf Blitzer at 6 p.m. with 513,000. At 11 p.m., Don Lemon tonight is getting 432,000 people. And Gutfeld's getting 1.376. Three times as much, if not more. Why is that? Well, the left has a lot more stuff they can watch, and cumulatively, they get more of an audience. That happens to be true. But none of them have been able to create a breakout star. And the bottom eight shows are all CNN shows? Huh. This is Tony Katz today.